Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Uh, Christopher Sweeney, reporting for duty, reporting from the front line of LGBT-ness. Um, uh, I am here at your service, your one-stop shop reporter. Talking quite newsy today, as you may have noticed. It's a complete coincidence. However, it's probably to do with our guest. Our guest today, I've just launched right in, haven't I? is the one, the only, broadcaster extraordinaire, Paddy O'Connell. Now, for anyone who has taken up residence under a rock, I'll explain a little about Paddy. Paddy is sort of the quintessential man from the BBC. He has had a whole career at the BBC. There's been bits out, we'll get into that. But he is sort of what the BBC has always represented, which is like lifelong journalism. I'm on a walk. Did I say that already? I think we've come to expect that now. Uh, ooh, I'm about to slip on my bum on this walk. Very slippery. Uh, I've had the Patio Magic out this week. If you don't know what that is, we'll get into that in a moment. I'm just going to finish talking about Paddy first. And, oh my God, there's a car driving at me so fast. And I'm still feeling it so down, you fucking lunatic. What a fucking lunatic. Oh, you know you're getting old when you get cross about people driving fast. Now, Paddy, back to Paddy. Paddy has worked at the BBC as a reporter for many, many years. He, very interestingly, was the host of Liquid News, if you remember that, sort of celebrity uh, news show of the noughties. That's where I first ever saw him. He currently hosts a show called Broadcasting House on Sundays on Radio 4, where he's very funny. But he does many, many other things. Um, he's been reporting for the BBC for many years, um, and he's currently just started doing newscast with Laura Koonsberg on the weekend, uh, the sort of weekend edition. Paddy's interesting because he represents a specific kind of gay man, I feel, which is someone who has properly lived 
what I would describe as really it kind of not being acceptable to being to be gay to he's not that old but you know he's 57 as he says in the interview to a time now where things are a lot better for gay men things ain't so good for many other sections of the spectrum but his stories of growing up as a gay man being a young gay man in the 80s 90s being in New York, being in London, truly fascinating. He was also so interesting. He was meant to be in a meeting for the BBC in the World Trade Center on the day that a plane flew in it. And we get into that whole story, which is really fascinating. But we also talk about grief and some major things happened in his childhood. And because Paddy's wonderful and very kind of in touch with himself he's very aware of what those things did to him but i think there's something deeply universal in what happened to him and their effects and we talk about that in the interview which sounds like i'm being cryptic but i don't want to sort of he says it better should we put it like that but queerness and grief and queerness and achieving things at different times in your life because of your LGBTness, I think is very universal for us all. And we talk all about that. He's also, in today's chat, he's hot off the heels of a big gay wedding. So we have a whole chat about a lovely wedding he's been to. We talk all about sort of how, how do you do a wedding? <gasps> big beetle, hello. It's a very, very special chat, I would say. So that's coming up. Now I'm standing at the top of a hill. As ever, I promise I'll send you a photo and I don't send you. So here we go, taking a photo. So I'm gonna post this photo. Now where you can see the church in the back, in the distance, that's where I live. Just so everybody knows. In the meantime, have you caught up on recent episodes? We love to hear from you. As ever, hello at homo sapienspodcast.com is the address at homo sapiens on Instagram. Last week we were talking to MP Nadia Whitome. We spoke about what it's like working as a queer Asian woman in Parliament and her plans to help protect LGBTQ plus rights throughout Parliament and throughout her career. We also asked you whether you see yourself represented in our current Parliament. Emily said, whoever organises and oversees the parliamentary art collection should 100% jump on that issue and get some more paintings up that make women feel included. Uh, so this is because uh, Nadi was telling us a fascinating story that there are apparently more portraits of horses than women in the Houses of Parliament. Or the House of Commons. Maybe Houses of Parliament. Um, Spamuloid said, there are more people from the upper middle classes and upper classes than there are anything else. The shift in gender spread has already gained momentum and made huge gains. So it's not focused on identity and more class and demographics where the real inequalities lie. Now, Spammy Lloyd wrote that and then I think there was a whole argument underneath. Savannah says Parliament as the original Mojo Dojo Casa house with horses, a horses thing. And then that got 52 likes. Can anyone help me? Uh, I don't know what the Mojo Dojo Casa house is. Culture Club people, what have you all been watching? 
Herbie has been watching In From The Side on Netflix. Now, that's great queer rugby film. Anyone else has... Actually, quite a few of you have watched that. What do we think? Um, let me know. Craig has been watching Juice on BBC Three. Now, that's Mawan Rizwan, who I love. A hilarious comedian. Got to get Mawan on. Russell Tovey as well. Um, in that together everyone's been going on about that because it's so good and then Paul has been in touch about the new season of sex education really interesting this love this so much but cannot believe we're back to watching 31 year olds play 17 year olds like it's the 90s again it feeds body dysmorphia and development issues for so many a theme so commonly discussed in the show yet they seem to have missed the irony of their own cast perpetuating these unreachable standards Love the increase of queer representation and much more scenes and more scenes for shooty. Though I'm sure in this final instalment how relatable, relevant or positive the drug scenes are for this generation of youths, many of whom scarcely drink, let alone take drugs, a worthwhile watch but feel these things need discussing. Thank you, Paul. Can everybody please write in what do you think about that? Do what Paul's saying, you know, does 31-year-olds uh, playing 17 year olds feed dys- dysmorphia um, how did you feel about the queer representation hello at homosapienspodcast.com at homosapiens on instagram just hit dm just go message and then message us and we'll read it and then we'll read it on the show we'll have a discussion and quite frankly it'll be wonderful now let's go have a chat to paddy o'connell the man from the bbc with the brilliant stories love him here we go we're sort of matched, aren't we? In It's a colourful check. It's like millets. Do you remember millets? Yes, I remember millets very clearly. The hiking store. Yes, yes. that's where I dressed as a young man, millets. And where do you dress now? Well, now this is Primark. Is it? Yes. Well, I'll be right down there because I'm a big Primark fan. I don't mind telling you. I don't throw my fashion away. I keep it. Well, unlike fast fashion Primark. I, I know that they're accused of that, but I don't do that myself. I have a one-in-one-out policy. <laughs> We're still talking about clothes, yes. <laughs> but it fits for everything. When did this arrive in your life? This is new. I, oh. ha- I had the sticker saying L on the back of my shirt collar, <laughs> and a woman in the park said, "You've got a sticker on." For people listening, it's a beautiful green check shirt because, as a gentleman, as you move from summer to winter, i.e., autumn through autumn, what else are we supposed to wear? It's worth saying that you've got green, red, and yellow. You are like a big bush. <laughs> A big holly bush. You're like a fabulous autumnal bush. Now, and it's been said before. <laughs> it's the first time I've been called a bush, but I've been called many things, Paddy. <laughs> um, we were supposed to be doing this in the park. Yes, I was so flattered to be asked. Thank you very mm. much. It's only, you've only been going for four years now, and the invitation's come. <laughs> no, hang on. I hope it's not alphabetical. <laughs> the invitation came probably two years ago. Yes, it's I true. think we first spoke two years ago, so thank you for being patient. It's the longest sort of thing I've ever known. It's like, <laughs> really, it's like the people say, oh, you must meet this friend of mine. Yeah. And then you ne- and then you went to tell me you do meet them, they've married. <laughs> yes, oh God. Oh no, I was single. Yes. Yeah, I was single. When when he said that we should have met, I was single, but now I'm, I'm going out with a Romanian airman. Now I can't meet you. Well, I had that a bit with my husband actually. It took me five years to meet him. He was a friend of a friend, and I said, that handsome young Will McDonald, I want to meet him. And I said to my friends, and they were like, yeah, yeah, we will, we will. And it took I would say that took five years for them to introduce me. Wow. I did have boyfriends in the interim, so yes. it was probably quite useful. I had two boyfriends that I hadn't met him while I was in a relationship. So in some ways, these are good things. 
So that means this podcast would have been worse if we'd done it two years ago. It's going to be better now. We're better brewed. Now, there's a bit of colour about you because you've been to a big gay wedding. Is that right? Yes. I went to a fabulous gay wedding on the island of Paros in Greece. Mm, You know it well. I've never been before. Quite flat. Yes, Mm. it was flat. Mm. And my friends, James and Alex, two men got married. I cried at the wedding. Oh, lovely. They got some really emotional core things said, which were very moving. And I had a lot of fun at the wedding Mm -hmm. as well. And you're sort of reminded of the kindness of strangers. We sat at the table. I didn't really know many people. Mm. We had a laugh. I mean, we spoke about many different subjects. And then we all, there were some speeches that made most of us cry. Oh, lovely. Because, of course, you can't take it for granted, really, can you, these advances that have happened, and, you know, the, way, the journey that people have been on. Mm. And, you know, so it was very meaningful, but very good fun as well. Uh, what do you like at a wedding? I think there's, you only get out of a wedding what you put in. Okay. So you've really got to go in with all guns blazing. Oh, I love the people who are next to you. It's really not the place to be introverted. And yeah. the other thing to do is always eat before you go to a wedding. And I'm not talking about this one, which was obviously beautiful Greek, beautiful and, Greek and platters. Quite a few days long. So yes, know, it was. So quite a bit of front loading. But in general, my advice about other weddings is always eat first because you never eat. And when you do eat, you're, it <clears> takes forever. And there's a photographer and it's yeah. just, you must eat before you go, no matter what time it is, have a full three-course meal. Well, I do want to come back to weddings, but my tip is I always eat before I go out for dinner. So oh. very, and often before I go to someone's certain friend's houses for dinner. That's clever. Because then you're just, you're not there going, when are we going to fucking eat? No, I think that's really charming. I mean, there was an old Edwardian story that might be a- apocryphal. Okay of the host who used to get in his pyjamas when it was time for his guests to leave, wow. come downstairs, and then you knew that you had to go because you'd, you'd, you'd think, where's Chris? Yes. And Chris would appear in his winciettes, and that meant the dinner was over. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Increasingly, I love an early dinner. Oh. The dream. And which is food on the table at seven. Okay. And so people come for what? Well, six, 6.30. Lovely. But it's seven, mm. all done by nine, including socials. Then get out. And how do you get people out? You just, well, if it's in your own home, you say this is a new style express meeting <laughs> where you have to leave. And if we're having fun, we just have to remember to meet again. 
but invariably we won't be because by the time nine o'clock comes around, you go, well, that was lovely, wasn't it? Oh, I mean, great. so it's just a way. And also, I want all plays to be over by nine. And oh, I really oh, don't yeah. want to go and see something five hours long with two intervals and miss the train. No, thank I you. I want things to finish at nine. Why can't they start at seven and finish at nine? So, yes, I completely agree. I, so I went for dinner. This is a bit of a starry story, but it's relevant. However it happened, I ended up in my mid-twenties going to the Oscars with a friend who was invited to the Oscars, oh, to all the parties. OMG. Is that why I've been invited for you to humble brag? Yeah, yes, exactly. But anyway, we went to dinner, and it was a friend of mine who didn't really explain where you were going or what was happening. So I arrive at this house, which is like colonnades at the front, and walking up to this front door with me and my friend is Jack Nicholson, <gasps> um, Bill Mayer, Maher... Various people around this dinner. So we will have the dinner. Lucky you didn't meet Bill, isn't it? No, I didn't. Mr. Maha, <laughs> I've always been such a fan of you. To it's me, like, a, he like was an Bill. anxiety dream. <laughs> the, house, the house was Sue Mengers, who was Barbara Streisand's agent. She was a super agent. And she did this thing where at 10.30, she literally said to everybody, right, all of you, fuck off. Great. And everybody had to leave. I love that. And we all just got up and left. Yeah. I mean, I think it's about growing up mm-hmm. because you, obviously there's a fear of missing out, which you genuinely have. When you, and you start hosting your own events when you first ever get a place, which now you have to be 90 to get your own place. <laughs> and inevitably, but when I was 20 as a student, mm. the thrill of cooking some hapless old thing yeah. and putting it on for your friends was amazing. And mm. it went on forever. They went on until six in the morning, my dinner parties. While you're chasing the rave. Do you know that saying? Well, I, I mean, I didn't know it, but it exactly describes the experience of an early dinner with me as a student. Is it also a hazard of being a gay man? What, to kind of want to do too much? Yeah, on and on. On and on, on, and, on, on. and on. Yes, I mean, I went out enthusiastically seven nights a week for 20 years <sighs> as, as an enthusiastic gay man. Between the age of about 25 and 45. Was that in London? What was that chapter of your life like? So I would, if you want to make me be born as a gay person, (laughs) then I have to start the story at the age of about 25. So you've kind of accelerated through. This is entirely up to you. There's there's an important chapter of naught to 25. You want to know about clubbing and that sort of thing. So yes, that would be the one I... I will ask you about your childhood in a minute. Whatever, it's yours. I didn't have this with Billy Porter, I tell you. (laughs) Um, so 25, I arrived in London to work on the new Five Live, which was created yes. by the BBC. I never wanted to come to London, but I did want to work on that station. And what year was this? I think that was 1994. Okay. And I met people from all over the UK who'd come to work there, all of my age, mm-hmm. some gay people, some straight people. And we all went clubbing together in a very kind of modern style. Yeah. But... Mostly three of us, three gay guys, went clubbing a lot, pubbing and clubbing a lot. And there was a lot of just going out after work. And I worked on a program that finished at five in the morning and we used to go and drink in the Smithfield Meat Market. Oh, my God. And one day, our friend, my friend Nicky, who's a vegan, we pulled up in a taxi next to a skip full of pig's heads. Oh, I was out all the time. The fridge, the Astoria... Substation was a favourite place of mine. Mm-hmm. Substation South. Yeah, remember that. Then um, the ones that opened, all, all those ones <clears> that are now shut. So you were... You were I was out constantly. DTPM? And, yes, I went to that 
twice. It wasn't my favourite. It was a bit hardcore for me, to be honest. My flatmate used to go to Well, that's why I asked, because it was a good measure of someone. If the DTPM was at Fabric on a Sunday, yes. and it was just quite full on. It was very full. I did go there once with my friend Luke, who lived with me. Mm. He was from France. He still is from France, because he's French. <laughs> and he was very into that. I was much more kind of, a, a bit more, I suppose, vanilla, really, in a way, would be the yeah. word. But I mean, very enthusiastic. Mm-hmm. And in those days, of course, there was no apps and no internet. Yes. And so you met people in that old-fashioned social way. I mean, Mm. sometimes physically flirtatious way. And did you have a little gang? Yes. I had a great wingman gang. Mine was Christopher Price, who was the presenter of Liquid News, the much-lamented showbiz news show. Who very sadly... He died of meningococcal encephalitis, but being a gay man, the the press said he died of a drug overdose. He died of of meningococcal encephalitis, which is not a drug infection. They were wrong. They lied. And a friend of mine, Robert, who's still around, we used to go out all the time, Mm -hmm. and others. So we went to tiny little bars with where we could dance upstairs and just enjoy London on the grapevine. Yeah. You know, and then obviously the bigger venues and the bigger pubs. Also, I was an expert (laughs) at swapping the stamp. So if I got stamped to go into a venue, then you'd meet people and you'd get them in by just... Oh, rubbing your hands. Rubbing your hands together. So Pennywise... Pound Foolish. Pound Foolish, that's not the right saying. No. Many many Mickle makes a muckle. Yes. (laughs) But I had, I mean, I really met some fabulous people from all walks of life. You know, I can remember all sorts of people. You know, people, just people Mm. of, it was like coming to London Mm. and being given a ticket to meet everybody in life in a bar. It was amazing. That's the end of part one with Paddy. I hope you're having a nice time. Now, I was going to tell you all about my patio magic. Have you ever used it? It's this liquid you pour on your patio and it stops all the algae, which means you don't slip over. Um, it's good stuff. More fascinating things like that in part two. Someone's left a huge courgette on the side of the road. That hasn't grown here. Someone's just left it there. That is enormous. Blimey. Bigger than my arm. Um, part two's on the feed. Go have a listen. We love Paddy. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Powered by Spirit Studios.